Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 5, 8 through 14, called Shine or Walk as Children of Light. Okay, tonight we're going to be looking at Ephesians 5. We'll be looking at verses 8 through 17, and we're going to be talking about walking as children of light. Let's pray. Father, thank you for the folks that have gathered for the time of potluck. Thank you for all those who prepared the food and and just gave of their time to prepare everything, to bring some food, and, and just to have some great fellowship together tonight. It's a wonderful thing that we get to share together as the body of Christ. And now as we turn our attention to the word of God, we pray that you would be glorified, lead us by your Holy Spirit, and uh, take us where you want us to go so that we can walk more and more as children of light. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now Paul transitioned in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, and he focused on our walk in light of the fact that we are now light in the Lord because of the finished work of Jesus. He says, I therefore, Ephesians 4, 1, the prisoner of the Lord, entreat you to walk. The word walk is a synonym for live. Some of your versions say live in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. We broke down the word worthy and we talked about the fact that the word worthy is a word axios where the idea of axiom comes from and it means to balance the scales. It means doing something to either side of an equation to balance it out. And what Paul is basically saying is let your Let your walk now be worthy of who you are in Jesus Christ. Live in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. And we got some detail in verse 17 of chapter 4. After we saw a message about growing in Christ, it says, This I say, therefore, Ephesians 4, 17, and affirm together with the Lord that you walk or live no longer just as the Gentiles also walk or live in the futility of their mind. Now this is going to be a key for where we're headed. This is verse 18, chapter 4. Being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their heart. And they, having become callous, have given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness, but you did not learn Christ in this way. And then Paul went on to a treatment about putting on the new man, and we've talked about that. And now he's going to exhort us with this image of light and darkness in Ephesians 5 verse 8, and he's going to give us another connecting idea. We can actually pick it up in verse 7. After he deals with the two kinds of love, do you remember last time we were together, we dealt with the the Lord's love in verses 1 and 2 of chapter 5. Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in, see that? Ephesians 5 verse 2, or live in love just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us. Now we had that contrasted, God's love contrasted with the world's love, but but do not let Verse 3, chapter 5, immorality or an impurity or greed even be named among you as is proper among saints. And we drew a contrast between two kinds of love. 
There is God's love, which is agape love. It's the love of self-determination. Doesn't, doesn't say, I want anything back. It's not the worthiness of the object love. It's simply because God decides to love us. And that's what we call agape love or God's love contrasted with the world's love, which is really uh, centered in, just think about our culture, around sexual love, you know, and, and, it's, and it's all based upon, uh, you know, how you look, and, and it's all performance-driven. If you do something for me, I'll do something for you. And we got a warning in verse 7, let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, a summation of what was taught, do not be partakers with them, leading into verse 8 where we begin tonight. For you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You were formerly something, that's not what you are anymore. You are no longer darkened in your understanding. And a lot of times when you're looking at your Bible and you get the idea of light, light is really manifested in truth. Truth brings light. God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. God in the beginning said, let there be light. When Jesus manifested himself on the Mount of Transfiguration, he shined so brightly that his face shone like the sun. That's what God is. God is light. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of light. You've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. When Paul was given a mission by Jesus Christ, he said, I want you to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God. That is the mission of the church, to bring those who are in darkness into light. Now, once you come into the light, you're to walk as a child of the light because you were formerly darkness. Now, remember, in Ephesians, just like in Romans, Paul spends three chapters making sure you know who you are. You are light, the key phrase though, is in the Lord, okay? You are a child of light. You are no longer in the kingdom of darkness. And when the Bible is using metaphors to show us what Christian life looks like, the metaphors are darkness and light, darkness and light. If you belong to God, you're in the light. If you belong to the kingdom of Satan, you're in the darkness. And we can see that lived out in the world. Dark places, we often describe, you know, Places of spiritual oppression is, man, it's dark. Or there's a darkness over that person's life. And people who run in these circles tend to be comfortable in darkness. But you, verse 8, Ephesians 5, were formerly darkness. Sometimes, you know, there'll be performers. The performer formerly known as darkness. <laughs> if they become a Christian, you could say, or we can make the application for ourselves. Formerly, I was in darkness. I didn't have understanding about God's way. My mind was darkened. I, I existed in the futility of my mind or in the futility of the message of the world. This is what you do, right? But now I have the light of God. He has illumined my darkness, the psalmist says, and now you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Now because that's true, look at verse 8, walk or live as children of light. Now that you know who you are, Proverbs 4, 18 and 19 says, but the path of the righteous is like the light of the dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. 
The way of the wicked is like darkness. This is Proverbs 4, 18 and 19. They do not know over what they stumble. That's the way it is. And so now, 2 Timothy 1, 9 and 10 says, God has saved us. He's called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. 2 Timothy 1.10 says, But now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. The gospel is light. When the gospel shines on a life, it illuminates the reality of who God is. Jesus came on the scene during the Feast of Tabernacles. We dealt with this on a Sunday. They would do that candelabra, that major lighting ceremony at night with the four candelabra that would light up Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was known as the light of the world. And Jesus in John 8, 12 stood up during the Feast of Tabernacles and said, I am the light of the world. Listen to these words, John 8, 12. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of the world. Of life. Jesus was referring to the pillar of fire that led the Israelites by night. He was their light in the darkened desert. He was their source of light, and wherever he led them, he led them to the places that they should go. It was his power and his presence. If you want to know what light is, that's what it is. It is the power and the presence of Almighty God. You are now light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You might say, well, how do you walk as a child of light? You follow God. You follow God's word. Wherever he takes you, that's where you go. And what comes from the a life of light is fruit. There's actually fruit that comes from light. It's found in verse 9 of Ephesians 5. Notice it says, for the fruit of the light consists in three things. You might want to mark them. In all goodness and righteousness and truth. So if you want some details about what comes from a a walk of light, here it is. The fruit of the light consists of, number one, goodness. Goodness. Now, light is phos, and it means that which shines forth from a life. And one of the things that shall shine forth is goodness. The word goodness means virtue or uprightness of heart. It could also speak of kindness. So one of the manifestations that you are in the light is that you walk in goodness. Now think of the opposite. When someone's in the darkness, they don't walk in goodness, but a child of light walks in goodness. In the book of Acts, it says that Jesus went around doing good. That's what Christians do. We do good. We're probably the most misunderstood group on the planet, though. Right? Because we're blamed for a lot of things and there's a lot of misunderstanding about Christians. But Christians should be known for going around and doing good. That's what our Savior did. That's what we do. He did it by the power of the Holy Spirit and that's what we do. Sometimes that goodness is simply opening a door for somebody. Have a good day. Okay? It might be a kind word to somebody. It might be stopping and just taking a moment nudged by the Holy Spirit to pray for somebody. It may be that you come on a Sunday morning and you see somebody sitting alone and you decide to do good. That's what it means to be a Christian. To walk in the light means you want to do good. God is good. Amen? 
You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here. And on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a long-time listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. We're probably the most misunderstood group on the planet, though, right? Because we're blamed for a lot of things, and there's a lot of misunderstanding about Christians. But Christians should be known for going around and doing good. That's what our Savior did. That's what we do. He did it by the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's what we do. Sometimes that goodness is simply opening a door for somebody. Have a good day. Okay? It might be a kind word to somebody. It might be stopping and just taking a moment nudged by the Holy Spirit to pray for somebody. It may be that you come on a Sunday morning and you see somebody sitting alone and you decide to do good. That's what it means to be a Christian. To walk in the light means you want to do good. God is good. Amen? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. I don't think it's hard for us to figure out what's good, is it? Whatever is good and right and lovely and true, that's what we want to be about. That's the fruit of the light. It's goodness. The second thing in verse 9 is righteousness. This particular word speaks of integrity or equity. A good way to define the word is integrity in dealing with God and man. The fruit of the light is goodness and it is righteousness. Righteousness, just look at the word. It means rightness, to do what is right. That's what it means to walk in the light. You do what's right. You live in righteousness. If you get too much change, then you go back and give it back to the person. A lot of people want to celebrate when they get too much change. Oh, that must be a blessing from the Lord. Yeah, no, it's not. It's a test, right? There's a guy that um, pastor gets on a bus one time and uh, you know, he's supposed to pay the bus fare, and so the driver gives him back too much change, and, and the pastor goes, oh, no, 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 you've given me too much. Here, take this back, take this back. And the driver's okay. He said, uh, they had a little conversation. He said, pastor, I was in your church on Sunday, and you were talking about honesty and not lying, and I actually gave you too much change on purpose. So I wanted to see if you would back up what you actually say from the pulpit. 
You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do men light a lamp and put it under a basket, but they put it on a lampstand and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine or radiate before men in such a way that they may see your what? Good works and glorify your Father who's in heaven. In Ephesians 2.10, it says, we are God's workmanship. We've been prepared for good works, right? Beforehand that we should walk in them. God has specific good things for us to do as a church. And would to God that the church would be known for doing good, right? Our youth are doing a service project tonight at Settlement House. Brian told me just before they left, he shouldn't have announced it beforehand because he doesn't have all his students tonight. Some of them passed on coming tonight because they knew it would be a service project. But I'll tell you what, even the Living Truth Youth Group has a reputation. Sally at Settlement House said that the first call she made was to Living Truth. You know why? Because those kids have a reputation of going over there and getting stuff done and helping organize a ministry that does good in the community. You know what they do? If you don't have enough bread, they give you bread. They give you groceries. They give you shoes and clothing. And the kids are over there tonight as a representative of Jesus Christ. You know what they're doing? They're doing good. They're doing right. They're taking their time. Now, when I was a teenager, I wasn't helping out at a settlement house. I wasn't doing good, okay? I didn't get saved until I was about 20 years old. But those kids are doing what's right and true and good. See, the fruit of the light exists in character. Dr. William Mitchell said, watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. They become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny, D.L. Moody said, character is what a man does in the dark. Dr. Donald Gray Barnhouse, who gave great illustrations of realities in the Bible, said these words, when Christ was in the world, he was like the shining sun. When the sun sets, the moon comes up. The moon is a picture of believers, the church. The church shines, but not with its own light. It shines with reflected light. At times the church has been a full moon dazzling the world with an almost daytime light. Those were times of great enlightenment. For example, in the days of Paul, Luther, and Wesley. At other times the church has been only a thumbnail moon. And in those days very little light shone on the earth. But whether the church is a full or a thumbnail moon, whether waxing or waning, it reflects the light of Christ our light does not originate with us, close quote. See, we are light in the Lord and there is fruit that comes from the light and it shines. And that's what we are to do. We are to let the, the, light, of the, wor- the light of the world, Jesus Christ, shine through us. So if you look at verse nine, it says the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and what's the final word there? Truth. So you have kind of a three-point Uh, reflection here of what light is. It's goodness, righteousness, and truth. And one of the ways that we shine in the world is by bringing truth to people. You know, truth is what sets people free. In 2 Corinthians 10, Paul said, and he said, "Our, our warfare is not carnal, but spiritual for the demolishing of strongholds and every lofty idea that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. 
Spiritual warfare is waged largely in the realm of ideas. Ideas have consequences. And when the church comes along and speaks truth, it brings light into the darkened souls of men and women and all of a sudden conforms their thinking into the right way to go. And what that does is it demolishes strongholds. When Paul wants to give you an image of what false teaching does, he gives an image of a castle, this huge stronghold where people are imprisoned by false teaching. When truth and light comes, it demolishes strongholds and sets people what? Free. That's what Jesus said truth would do. It would set people free. In the same chapter where he said he's the light of the world, he said the truth shall set you free. And so those who walk as children of light, verse 10, Ephesians 5, are always trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. We need to find out, NIV, what pleases the Lord. If you have the ESV, it says, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. One of the goals of the Christian is always attempting to discern what pleases the Lord. Now, some things are really easy to discern, and some things are not so easy. Go to Romans chapter 12 for a second. Romans 12, look at verse 1. Paul urges the church here. Romans 12, 1. I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, or in view of his mercies, Romans 12, 1, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. Romans 12, verse 2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove, the, the word there has the idea of testing or discerning what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Paul will go on to t- tell us in verse 3 not to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. And then in verses 4 through, looks like about verse 8, he talks about gifts. One of the discerning things that a Christian needs to do is just to discern what the will of God is for your life. You've been listening to Shine or Walk as Children of Light, part one on Walk in Truth. That's Pastor Michael's teaching in Ephesians 5, verses 8 through 14. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, thanks for listening to Walk in Truth on this station and on your podcast app. If you'd like to watch recent messages or church services with Pastor Michael and the Living Truth Congregation, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Living Truth Christian Fellowship. You can find the channel and learn more about Walk in Truth on our website, walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, maybe you would describe yourself as feeling like you came out of darkness into God's marvelous light when you became a believer, but is it possible that darkness can begin to creep back in? Maybe that's how you feel. And certainly, you know, I guess you could describe it that way. There's times in our Christian walk, even though we've come into the light, so to speak, that darkness can begin to pervade our lives. It could be emotional. It could be spiritual. It could be circumstantial. It could be that you're just going through some some stuff and it feels like a dark time. Certainly Job comes to mind. You know, Here's a man who is the most righteous man in the East, a man who loved God, who was blameless, and darkness seemed to enshroud him. 
and other Bible characters, no doubt, uh, believers like Joseph and, you know, I'm sure times in the life of the Apostle Paul and even Jesus when he's in the Garden of Gethsemane and even prior to that, you know, was overwhelmed by uh, the prospects of a dark time. And so, so yes, uh, the answer is we're not immune to those things. And it doesn't mean that you're not a Christian if you feel like some darkness has come in. But let me ask you a, a very fundamental question, and it would be this. Did you open the door to that darkness? And if you did, um, what was the door? And now you need to shut it. And uh, you say, well, how, how do you shut it, Pastor Michael? Well, the best way for darkness is, to go away is to flood it with light because darkness can't be where there's light. And when the light of God is dominating a life, darkness will flee. That's how you can stop it. If it's been creeping back in your life, flood your life with the light of God. Now that sounds good, but you might say, well, how do you do that? Well, the way you do that is get into the light of everything that God has uh, ordained his word, his worship, prayer, fellowship, purity, all these things that would be described as light. And that's how you do it. You open the door, let the light flood in, and the darkness will flee. Hey, so glad you're listening, and we'll catch you right here, Lord willing, tomorrow for more as we deal with children of light. God bless you. And join us tomorrow for part two of Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Ephesians 5, 8 through 14, called Shine or Walk as Children of Light. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.